0: Welcome to the Excel in Retirement Show, where financial planning becomes understandable. Your host, David C. Treese, is a licensed financial advisor who specializes in retirement income planning. David's desire for each of his clients is to have financial confidence, protection, and growth. We believe this is achievable with the right plan in place. Together, we'll build a plan specific to your financial goals. We work with clients all over, and we'd love to connect with you. Go to ClientsExcel.com to connect with us. If you'd like to speak with us, call our office at 864-641-7955. Thanks for listening. Now to the show.
1: Welcome back to show 75 of the Excel in Retirement show. I appreciate you listening. We always love hearing feedback from our listeners. So if you would like to share any thoughts or comments or smart remarks with us, you can email us at connect at clientsexcel.com. This week, we're going to get into some uh, more elaborate market uh, analyzation and uh, defer from or uh, deter, I should say, from maybe the storytelling and so forth from, from uh, fly fishing or, or family stories. I'd love to hear what you like hearing the most, though. So today will be a good sampling of a deep dive into market analysis. So let's get started. Uh, we're sliding into the end of the year of 2021, and it seems like I never got used to saying 2021 this year. I don't know why. I guess because 2020 was so strong in my mind, maybe. I don't know. So I want to review, though, where we are with the economy right now and what to look out for in the markets. So let's before we do that, let's review what happened in the third quarter. In the third quarter and continuing now in the fourth quarter, we saw record-breaking uh, days in the markets But we've had uh, pervasive growth concerns despite that. Now, some pundits had predicted double digit growth in the third quarter, but GDP in the third quarter was 6.4%. Now, I'm not saying that's bad at all, but it wasn't what most analysts were expecting. So here we are, about halfway through the fourth quarter. So where are we now? Well, Democrats in Congress finally got a $1.75 trillion infrastructure spending bill passed recently. And this gave President Biden a much-needed policy win. But our high levels of spending have already created inflationary pressure on the economy. And this was big debate with the senator from West Virginia questioning why we needed to spend so much more. I think the initial uh, bill that they proposed was over double this. So finally settled on $1.75 trillion. And uh, a lot of things to be concerned there on the unrealized capital gains Provisions and so forth, but we'll see how that all plays out uh, with that legislation. Now, when the the COVID shutdowns happened last year, President Trump he was calling for quantitative easing even for before COVID started, believe it or not. But when the COVID lockdown started, with Congress and uh, and the Federal Reserve uh, going along with it, he immediately uh, or the Federal Reserve immediately started easy money measures. And so what does that mean? Let's talk about it. Before we do, let's analogize what I'm talking about. It appears right now that the spigot was turned on a little too strong with the easy money uh, uh, procedures that were done. So what does that mean? Allow me to explain. Have you ever turned on a faucet and the water maybe it hadn't been on in a while and it spits out and gets your shirt wet or your pants wet or whatever the case is? That's kind of what's happening right now. And think about that water getting out on you as inflationary pressure. That water on you isn't comfortable. We don't like getting wet in those cases. And so that's what we're seeing in the economy, this this water getting on us in, in the form of higher prices and so forth. But the purpose of it, though, was in order to keep the economy from descending into a deep recession last year. The government began creating $120 billion per month and buying its own bonds and, and also buying equities, actually. Also, the Federal Reserve lowered interest rates, which were already lower, And this led to greater price increases in things like homes. And so people that maybe had been thinking about buying a home were suddenly more motivated to buy a home when they could uh, borrow for less. The liquidity from the $120 billion per month expenditure, this drove the market back up last year. So it dipped way down and then went straight up. uh, and, And President Trump predicted that. This was partly responsible for the markets continually hitting those all time highs, these easy money uh, things that are happening. And so, uh, let's talk about it a little bit more. This has led to this inflationary pressure, though, when when the prices of things go way up, way quickly, or really quickly, I should say. Uh, it's caused the and, and and really here's another challenge: the Federal Reserve has uh, vacillated on when to begin reducing the 120 billion dollar a month uh, monthly purchases. And when to raise rates initially they said that they weren't going to raise rates until 2023 and now they're saying they might in 2022 and they said that we might start the tapering process next year but now it's going to happen now but remember in when we were doing this in 2009 with this great experiment back in 2009 when the market finally dipped to its lowest level in 09 it took four years from there for the government to finally uh, end the tapering process and that's a long time. And so uh, from Yahoo Finance, BlackRock's Rick Reader and Allianz's Mohammed El Iran are among those warning that systemic risk will only multiply unless monetary officials like the Federal Reserve take more decisive measures to pair extraordinary pandemic stimulus While policymakers are acutely aware of the dangers in the easy money era, their accommodative stances are encouraging ever-increasing flows to the riskier markets. And so with the government uh, just going back and forth with what, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're we're finally going to do this, it doesn't bode well for the markets. And unfortunately, there is the short-term incentive to take more risk for many investors maybe that are not looking at things from a macro standpoint. So that's what those two gentlemen from BlackRock and Allianz are warning about. Now, last week, as I was was saying, the Fed announced the tapering would start this month. And so what does that mean? That means that the government, instead of printing $120 billion, they're going to only print $105 billion. Big deal, right? So they tapered $15 billion per month. So we'll wait and see. It's a waiting game right now to see if this causes volatility in the markets or what is happening. The purpose of, uh, the government would say the purpose of vacillating back and forth was just trial balloons and seeing how the market would react to that and so they want to give the market plenty of time to do whatever it's going to do and to price in any changes that they make and so that's their justification for this vacillation and going back and forth but they could just say one thing and allow time to pass so the market can price that in that would be my recommendation. The other challenges we have is, is a complete Biden reversal from last year. Last year Biden was saying that no one would be forced to get a vaccination that didn't want it, and now he's saying that we should mandate it. Or he's mandating that corporations with over a hundred employees uh, mandate or 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 be their uh, their hall monitor and make sure that their employees are are uh, are vaccinated or put the regime in place to to deal with that. So. Uh, the government should start sending out paychecks to employers for doing this extra work. Now, a court has ruled to pause the mandate as of last weekend, but then I saw this week that the Biden administration is advising employers to continue. Last time I checked, we don't have a monarchy in America, and that's not too legal what he is saying. And so we'll see how the courts play that out, Uh, but it's likely to, to waste a lot of taxpayer money. The point of saying all this and and to, and to give you that perspective is to say that the markets like predictability and this unpredictability of saying one thing and then going a different direction like the government, the Federal Reserve is doing and like President Biden has been demonstrated to be doing, uh, that's not good for the overall markets and the economy. The markets and economy like predictability and knowing what is going to happen or having some reasonable expectation for what will happen. Also of concern is the supply chain issues that may cause delays in having enough products to bring to market in time for Christmas shopping like Black Friday and Cyber Monday. But what's crazy is that we have 11 million open jobs in America. So we have 11 million open jobs The enhanced unemployment benefits cause many people to choose to stay at home, but as those benefits have dried up, we haven't seen this big move back to employment like many analysts expected. So where are all these people? That's the the $100 question here. A couple of these things with a few negative news stories like the botched Afghanistan withdrawal recently or the border crisis, and there really isn't a lot to be excited about when looking at the fourth quarter. Surely, a signal that people are unhappy about the state of the economy came last week with the Virginia elections and others that transferred power back to Republicans. So that was a strong indicator of what may happen in 2022 in the midterm elections. An indicator of coming recessions is often rising oil prices. Oil is closing in at $100 a barrel, which is frankly unbelievable considering last year it was in the single digits. But here's likely what will happen according to Tom Cyanatus, Chief Investment Officer of A.E. Wealth Management, of which I'm affiliated. The Federal Reserve will begin tapering, then companies will uh, ramp up production at the same time to meet these unsustainable levels of demand due to these supply chain issues. And they will begin paying workers more to compete to try to get those 11 million workers to come to work. And what will happen is those prices will get uh, passed on to the consumer. So consumer price increases will happen. So companies will borrow more to meet this demand, this, this uh, short-term demand, and then easy money policies will end. For example, the Federal Reserve will continue to taper and interest rates will increase. And bang, we're in a self-inflicted policy error recession. That's how it happens. So that's what's gonna happen according to Tom. What's worse is it doesn't look like we're through making these policy errors or our government isn't through making those policy errors. And that may stymie a market looking for certainty. So what can you do? You're listening to these problems and you say, what can you do? I don't present problems without giving a solution. So you can rebalance your equity exposure to make sure it's within your risk profile. How much risk are you wanting to take in your equity exposure? Consider your time horizon and how long you plan to be invested, and that will allow or inform how much risk you should have in your portfolio. If you've not met with your financial advisor, I recommend calling them and reviewing what you're doing in light of the information I've covered here. As always, we're looking for new, if you're, excuse me, if you're looking for new, for a different perspective, I'm always happy to meet with you, whether that's a 15-minute call, a complimentary 15-minute call, or we can hop on a Zoom call, or if you're here local, we can certainly uh, meet with you here in our office. But we're happy to meet with you and help you prepare for your future. We don't want to look at money by itself. Money is a tool, and it helps meet our needs. And as Zig Ziglar used to say, it's not the most important thing, but it's next to air and importance. But we want to look at money in relation to what your aspirations are. And then we figure out the proper allocations according to what your aspirations are and what you're trying to get done in life and what you want to strive for. So I'd be honored to help you with that if that's a need. And you can always reach us at 864-641-7955 or you can connect with us by emailing us at connect at clientsexcel.com. Again, I appreciate you listening, and we will be back next week for another show. Have a great day. Investment advisory services
0: offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Clients Excel are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including potential loss of principal. Any reference to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the insuring carrier. This podcast is intended for informational purposes only. It's not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet particular needs of an individual situation. Clients Excel is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Client's Excel. The use of logos and or trademarks of podcast hosting sites are the property of their respective owners and are not an endorsement by those owners of our firm or our program.